Well, that was your typical top. Hold on. Three, two, one. Well, that was your typical toxic week one Philadelphia Eagles victory that we're going to recap a 25 to 20 win in Foxborough over the New England Patriots. This is the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome, Eagles fans, to the post-game show. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by Gino Camilleri. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to for free and faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job free. Terms and conditions do apply. The Eagles barely escaped Foxborough. It took a final few drives for this defense to hold on in the red zone to get a 25-20 win, 1-0 on the season. Gino, this felt very similar to most season opening wins the Eagles have had throughout our lifetime. Last year against the Detroit Lions, 2019 against Washington, 2018 against um, Atlanta. You could go back to 2012 against Cleveland. There have been so many of these moments. I guess the good news is, though, a win is a win, and they more times than not win these football games when a lot of times they probably deserve to lose it against an inferior opponent. Going back to 2018, when you're in those games that you're expected to win, I look at Tennessee and Carolina, for example, where you're up in big situational moments and you ended up losing that game. Today, and this team especially, it's a completely new identity, right? They had all rights to lose this game, right? Like everything was going against them. I think they deserved to lose it, yeah. Decided not to wake up. Jalen Hurts takes a fumble at the worst time. You go a stretch for the first time in over a year of four straight drives of three and out yeah. penalties were far more than the the Patriots got all game. And Jalen hurts just had a, a C level game. But at the end of the day, as much as everything went wrong, you've come out in those adversity ridden moments and won games. I think back to last year's opening game and it was like, Oh, they barely beat the Detroit Lions. And it's like, yeah. okay, but they beat the Detroit Lions, and that's what matters. And that's a game that you can look at down the road that luckily it wasn't a division game like the Giants and Dallas are playing together right now. And if you have those type of bounces that don't go your way in that game, you probably lose. But today, playing a, an opponent that you should have came out there and won, not only did you win, but you covered as well. The great teams do that. And I thought Nick Seriani he took on this GM role of, of not calling plays and it maybe saved them today. Like what if he's not in that like GM type of role to like call the timeouts uh, on special teams when J- Jake Elliott would have been in there for sure. 61 yarder instead of 56. And he's just got to get his generals in order and Brian Johnson and figure out the game calling and help out Sean Desai, who I thought played an exceptional game on the other mm-hmm. side of the ball, but it goes hand in hand. If only one of the three units is working and your offense can't get it going and your defense is gassed to like they were at the you end of the game. You can't always overcompensate, you know. No. And I, and I think that's a lot of what this game felt like was a 2018-2019 game where 
when the offense isn't clicking, the defense is. But when the defense isn't yep. clicking, the offense is. And then special teams is always a problem, which it continues to be this year yet again. It really did feel mm. like we time traveled back a few years. And I'm like, yeah. there were so many times today I said, this team is better than this. And, yeah, you know, we, I feel like already four minutes into the show, we've already taken a glass half full approach at this game. And we've already taken a glass half empty look. You can look at a lot of this, the battle tested, you know, ways to figure this adversity out as a positive. But there are negatives, too, that they need to figure out. Even in four days, they have another game against mm-hmm. the Minnesota Vikings. And the one that you said, you know, this team started off flying. They're up 16 nothing. Yep. You get that incredible pick six from Darius Slay. Jordan Davis forces a fumble. Jalen Hurts with a dime of a touchdown in the red zone to Devontae Smith. Everything's clicking on both sides of the football. And then it just wasn't. And it was on offense the concerning part more was from a play calling perspective mm-hmm. and from, I think Jalen hurts just, he looked more like 2021 hurts where he wasn't seeing the field very well. I thought he was very conservative. Him and Brian Johnson just wanted to get Kenneth Gainwell way too involved in this game and not enough of Dallas Goddard who doesn't have a catch mm-hmm. and Devonte look Devonte Smith and AJ Brown both finished with seven catches, but they didn't get going really till like the end of the third quarter. So the offense just, it felt like when they were up 16, nothing, they said, we've got this in the bag. We're better than this football team. We're just going to run out the clock and just not lose this game rather than go win it. And that bothered me considering how early in the game it was. And it really took a a hindrance on the way I looked at this game right yeah. before halftime when you're saying, yeah, we got 25 seconds. Like, what if we can go get a field goal yeah. here? And if they run the football or on the second, <laughs> doesn't and make 10, sense. How many times are they dialing up a Kenneth Gainwell runner? Even that second last drive, the last one, Jalen Hurts, a very uncharacteristic fumble that mm-hmm. nearly cost him his football game. That cannot continue to happen, happen in the Super Bowl, happen in this game. But what about the drive before? I mean, Brian Johnson's dialing up a QB draw on third and six. Why are you taking the ball out of your quarterback's hands from a throwing perspective when you just paid the kid $100 million? That was the thing for me. That's like, why yeah. are we running it so much? I, I got the conditions. No I got the conditions. It, it makes sense. But Jalen, for the most part, I, I thought threw the ball pretty well when it came to throwing the ball on time, on target, the throw yeah. to Devontae Smith in the end zone. I mean, to barely get that ball underneath the defender's arm. What yeah. a throw. The ball to A.J. Brown. That, I mean, it, it's a catch some yeah. days. It's a catch not other days. And The one where he's wasn't. rolling to the right on an RPO yep. play, finds Devontae coming back over the middle, puts it in between three defenders. Hurts had his moments, Gino. Again, it was very 2021-like mm-hmm. where it's, though, there were four or five plays. You're like, damn, he had a 20-yard completion wide open, and he just didn't see it. And the thing about that, though, is when you look, think back to 2021, it's like, were guys getting open and winning their one-on-one matchups? I think Probably a lot Devontae of times Smith. they were, and Hurts was missing them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes hand-in-hand, hand, though, like, Quez is your number two at that point, and it's like you don't have all that depth, but it's inexcusable today. Like, why aren't you getting Dallas Goddard in motion going against the zone to just get him out right. on a, a quick little dump out and let him go and operate in space? And dev- I know DeAndre Swift has that drop today, but why was he not involved more in the past? One game? carry, and, Gino. One carry for Swift and one catch. Only two touches. Doesn't in make much game? sense, especially with has- Rashad Penny being out as well. Right. That that didn't that confused me from the start. He's a healthy scratch. Then Kenneth Gainwell's eighteen touches compared to two for Swift. I just did not understand that. And the talk was real about the Kenny G being the lead guy, and that was your fear. And I tried I to say like that the they result. really did trust him. And I, I thought he did come up 
big in some, I mean, picking up that one third down was huge where he just goes, puts his shoulder down and, and runs his feet. But at the same time, yeah, you could throw a fastball, but you, we talk about having this committee approach. You got to have other pitches like yeah. Boston Scott. He was involved in the pass game for like one play. DeAndre Swift involved in the pass game for one play involved in the run game for one play. Dallas got involved. Not at all. Yeah. When you take a look at the all 22, though, take a step back. I think there were more plays that Goddard will be on the end of down the line when the offensive line starts to settle in. They didn't yeah, have the their best game. Today and, was, you know, they couldn't get on the same page against the Blitz. Or nope. There were moments where Jordan Maialata is just getting dominated. I'm like, this is uncharacteristic. It was just, again, I think that's mm-hmm. the main word is uncharacteristic, especially on the offensive side of the football. And again, you can approach that as, is that a concern? It could be if it continues on. But at the same time, they still won this game despite that, and yep. that's the way to look at it in a glass-half-full way. And that's what you're going to have to take away. And the great teams, they have to hold themselves accountable because yeah. if you're in a situation like the Eagles were last year and you don't find the chinks in the armor, you don't find the crack in the foundation until it's too late, the Super Bowl it being, maybe today is that lesson you needed right away. Maybe it's that punch in the face that's like, Oh, okay. We're in a fight now, right? Like we got to wake up and play four quarters. You played a, a flawless, flawless first quarter. You couldn't have dialed it up any. Oh, perfect. it was the best first quarter I've seen. I don't know. It's been so long. Honestly, probably since like 2020 yeah. when they were up 17, nothing. And I, I was, was expecting the same, the same result. <laughs> and it happened where they totally collapsed afterwards, but they figured out in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I think the defense, there are some personnel issues, Gino, you know, that we have to get into, but I think there were a lot of positives that I think that unit won them the football game against the offense had some good things. Jalen hurts did get going at times. AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, I thought looked really good. Seven mm-hmm. catches each on the day. Devonte had that touchdown only 47 yards through the air, but Brown finishes seven for 79 had another big completion. He should have had that just didn't count. Um, so I, I think, again, there's a lot of good to take from this game and a lot of things they need to correct. And I think that's mm-hmm. week one, though. Week one's weird in the NFL, and Philadelphia knows that more than anybody. Wins and lessons don't take away anything yeah. bad from this game. That's the thing. Like, you can't just You're allowed write to be upset, the though. story. They should have yeah. they, they probably lost against a team they had no business being that close with, I think. Yeah, and closes in horseshoes and hand grenades, but in the National Football League, you pull it out, right? And th- and that's what mattered. And if they lose this game, all those things are a lot more concerning. But now it's how do you react from them? And it's a short week, so that's going to be a big test. Yeah, how does this team days. respond in just mm-hmm. a couple days? Maybe that's the best thing for them. Like, maybe you just go back to basics, right? Like, let's not overcomplicate it. Let's let our guys go win man-on-man matchups like they did today. And maybe that gets your offense back in a better situation than – Trying to defend against Bill or go against Bill Belichick, which is not easy. Like excellent game plan on their behalf today. I thought oh, they made sure. Jalen Hurts question a lot of different things, mm-hmm. which kept them in that game for a very long time. I think that's a good point. You got to give credit to the Patriots. Belichick had a lot of different split, uh, different blitz packages. You know, up mm-hmm. the middle on the outside, got Hurts a little rattled for sure. I think it made him a little extra conservative. There's times I'm saying Jalen just ripped the football, um, mm-hmm. but you know, overall the Eagles did figure out a way to win this. I want to dive more into some positives coming up next. I thought on defense especially a lot to like from that second half. So we'll continue on in the post game show right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. The Eagles take it 25 to 20 over the New England Patriots. 
Patriots. And today's show is sponsored by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Head over to LinkedIn, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the post-game show, the first one of 2023, recapping a toxic 25 to 20 win over the uh, New England Patriots for the Philadelphia Eagles and you know we dove into a lot of the things the offense needs to work on in that first segment I think they mm-hmm. really let things go after being up 16 to nothing they took their foot off the gas some concerns with Brian Johnson Jalen Hurts this offensive line they need to correct for Thursday's game against Minnesota on defense I thought it was very alarming to see the coverage issues at linebacker and safety. It looked like New mm-hmm. England knew they can pick on the middle of the field, which got, which got them back into the game. But at the same time, you got to give this defense a lot of credit. New England was deep into the Eagles' territory three or four times in that second half, and they ended up with zero points on those drives. Like The bend-don't-break mentality was real today, and I thought there were some really clutch players, especially up front, that really stepped up for the Eagles. And you're probably going to look at that box score and see what Mac Jones did today and say, oh, wow, did, yeah, so, did the defense not play well? So to go specifically into what Gino's talking about, Mac Jones finished 35 of 54, 316 yards, three touchdowns in that pick. That doesn't tell the story of the game, right? Because the defense was put in some precarious positions, especially in a situation where you need to just get a rest and it's three and out three and out, three and out, four times in a row from your offense going into halftime. Your defense is gassed at that point. You allow New England to kind of stay in it a little bit. But when it mattered, and even when the guys were Fletcher Cox getting dragged off of the field, we thought the cart was going to have to come out for them, and everybody's got their hands on their hips. When they kept hitting that rock, Lou, and the pressure looked like it was getting home, and yeah. Jalen Carter has a hand away from getting a sack on Mac Jones and – the Hassan Reddick on the edge is just right there. He just can't get the tackle. It finally hit home when it mattered. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with what happened on the outside, how good the corners were. Yeah, I, James Bradbury and Darius Slay allowed a touchdown today. And I said that it's probably going to be a back and forth boxing match. The safeties, in terms of Reed Blankenship, in my opinion, I think Reed Blankenship is just the most underrated guy in the National he had Football a great League game. right now. Through no, week I'm one. Yeah. Especially after Nicobe Dean goes out, there's nobody bigger in that environment than Reed Blankenship to dominate the middle of the field when nobody else was really winning their matchups. There was there. that one play on third down where it's just him and Zeke. If he doesn't get him, there's like 15 yards of space, and that's a big chunk play when the Patriots are only down one score. Mm-hmm. Blankenship had a nice pass breakup in the end zone as well. Yeah, you know there were a lot of guys that stepped up. I think when you look up front, I mean Jalen Carter was getting pressure. Freak all day and it finally hit home he got that sack on that final drive but that was like one of like eight or nine plays where he destroyed his one-on-one matchup Mm -hmm. and got to the quarterback it was an unbelievable performance but how about his fellow georgia teammate jordan davis me and you on the show have said multiple times 
to be a good player, Jordan Davis just kind of has to do what he already does, which is be a great run stopper. But to reach the value that the Eagles place on him trading up for him in the first round, he's got to make more impact plays. Well, today, the second drive of the game, he forces a beautiful fumble on Zeke. And then on that final drive, he gets a, a half a sack in the red zone with, I think it was... Um, Josh Sweat, correct? Yes, it was Jordan Davis and Josh Sweat, and yeah. then Jalen Carter got the solo sack. Yeah. And so Jordan, it wasn't just Jalen Carter. Jordan Davis made some big plays today. And they kept him in on third downs. They, they were did. a lot more than I thought they would. They yeah. were giving their guys like four to five plays in mm. different packages, and then they would substitute them in. And they weren't really taking those guys off the field. Like there was a time when Marlon Tui Pelotu and Contavious Street were on the field as a duo, which I yeah. hopefully don't want to see a lot moving forward. I don't but either. it's like putting your fourth line out there in hockey, which they did. But Jalen Carter was getting pressure. Jordan Davis was getting pressure. And both those guys were doubled multiple times. And they made phenomenal plays. Jalen Carter against the pass just knows how to get in tight and get under and beat that first guy so he can get leverage on the second guy when getting doubled and Jordan Davis knows how to get off of double teams in the run game and this guy is going to make more one-arm tackles than probably anybody in the National Football yeah. League this year because he's a two-gapping player he was so stout against the run today and when he gets going to it, that's like an elephant coming up field at you, man. Like who, who's going to stop him when he gets going And Yeah. He I was thought great. he got off the ball today and it was clear that that injury hindered him last year, because you look at today versus that stretch down the stretch. Oh, look at last the force year. fumble. You know, he had to turn back up field and Zeke's already behind him. Yep. He and to get his out. arms stretched. Yeah, out. He yeah, laid out for that. Play. It was a great play. And you know, what's funny is Fletcher Cox saw the young kids making plays. He had to do it himself. I mean, that second stop in the red zone on that second drive in the mm -hmm. fourth quarter, unbelievable back-to-back -back plays it's on third and short. I think it's a third and three or third and four. Yep. He, with one arm, moves the guard and then takes down Ramon De Stevenson. Then on fourth down, he gets pressure with Hassan Reddick to take down Mac Jones and force that turnover. Fletch, again, you know, he's gotten some flack over the last few years for not being the same elite player he used to be, but you tweeted it out. On a pitch count, Fletcher Cox is still a damn good player, mm -hmm. and he was clutch today. That was two back-to-back -back plays. They needed him. I think the Patriots are on your, what, 15-yard line? or something like that, they end up with no mm -hmm. points. I mean, that was such a, a huge back-to-back -back series from Fletch. And, I mean, shout-out to the defense in that fourth quarter, right? When you have oh, to yeah, keep dude. the Patriots out of the end zone, Again, they like three did. or four red zone drives, you have hold them to zero points. Mm -hmm. And the last drive especially, you give them fantastic field position. Well, then they get a first the down. They're on the, what, the six-yard line? I thought it was over. I, I genuinely thought with, like, 24 seconds, they pick up that, or I thought mm -hmm. they picked up the first down. I'm like, this game is over, and they held on. Yeah, it's Tennessee all over again, right? I thought so. And no, that that was the great thing about it, man. They got they were gassed, absolutely gassed. And yeah, Nick Sirianni apparently went around and shook every single defensive player's hand in the locker room. And shout out for him doing that and realizing who won you that game. Because it was the defense, dude. Even yeah. when they weren't getting those sack numbers, which will come. They just kept hitting the rock in terms of pressure. Like I think the one play that stood out to me was when BG is lined up and they have a five-man front and he's a stand-up rusher. Yeah, he was in coverage and then he drops back down. and Yes, know. he takes that yeah. one step back in coverage, puts his foot in the ground, and he gets that hit on Mac Jones. Mac and Jones got ever, pissed after Ever that. since then, though, Lou, after yep. that point, it was like Mac Jones just for a little split second, mm -hmm. he, he hesitated a little bit. And that ultimately got them those last couple sacks because once the quarterback – feels that bit of pressure, which took a while to hit home because, like you had said, the middle of the field, 
It wasn't a great game in terms well, they didn't of have time backers. Gino. Yeah, that was the concern. Is even when Nicobe Dean, so Nicobe Dean did get injured. We're yeah, hoping this foot serious. injury is not serious because talk about a Jenga piece. But even when he was out there, the Patriots knew Mike Gesicki and Hunter Henry on Dean and Cunningham were just shredding him. And Justin Evans, mm-hmm. I was getting s- a lot of crap on Twitter for saying I thought Sidney Brown should be starting over him. I thought Justin Evans was not good today. So that is an issue is that middle of the field. The front four didn't have a lot of time because those guys were kind of getting shredded. And Bill Belichick and his offensive coordinator put together, Bill O'Brien put together a great oh, game Oh, again, plan. it was I a thought, great game plan from the Patriots. Yeah. As much crap as I've given Bill O'Brien over the last eight yeah. years probably yeah. on Twitter – I mean, you put together as good of a game plan, get the ball out of Mac Jones' hand quick, Mm -hmm. make the Eagles, especially towards the end of the game, Lou, make them tackle. They started to rally towards the end of the game, and that kind of got them in the mode when they weren't rallying, and it was only one guy. They started to miss tackles in space. It was like, that's not Eagles football. That was the thing. It's like, when they play Eagles football, they're a damn good team. When they're rallying, when they get multiple guys around, they get a pick six, they get a forced fumble on back-to-back plays. Mm -hmm. But when they're playing bad, Mac Jones goes for 10 straight completions. The Patriots, with five minutes left, drive the ball down 75 yards in two minutes. But the offense did them no favors. Special teams did them no favors. The defense won you that football game today. And even with as much turnover and Sean Desai being a new coordinator, Desai could have crumbled under pressure in that big moment. That's a good point, Gino. Give him a round of applause. I will say. First-time coordinator. Yeah. There were some execution issues just from there was sometimes on those drives where it was just man on man coverage and Dean would lose his matchup, Cunningham mm-hmm. would lose his matchup, Justin Evans. But there were also some communication things with a new defense that you saw they were a little behind on because yeah. you have two brand new starting linebackers, two brand new starting safeties. When you look mm-hmm. at that touchdown Bradbury gave up, he clearly he thought, thought he had, he had safety s- help. Yep. He thought he had Justin Evans over top and he was nowhere to be found. So some of that too, I think, will come with and hopefully that's the same case with Brian Johnson mm-hmm. and Jalen Hurts getting in sync, play calling on on offense too, the more these new guys get into things, into a rhythm during the season, maybe that you know those uh, kinks will be worked out a little more too. So I, again, some of it was just performance and execution, but some of it was that too. I totally agree. And I think on the offensive side of the ball as well, it's not personnel, just cleaning up the issues. It's week no, one. On neither side. I mean, linebacker is a personnel issue, but I mm-hmm. think outside of that, they've got the guys on both sides of the ball. I mean, this roster, I think, yeah. is still the most talented in football. Yeah, there were a ton of times you won one-on-one matchups. Like Goddard, he wasn't involved, but he won a ton of ton- one-on-ones, open. and he's going to get open more, and so are the rest of the guys. And It'll come together. It's week one. It's Bill Belichick. That's that's a tough out. That's a tough week one out against the guy who's maybe the best game planner outside of Andy Reid on yeah. a long time to prepare. And you're so. on the road. It is raining early on in this Tom football Brady game. Tom Brady Appreciation Day. Tom Brady Appreciation Day. Week one's already weird as it is. Mm. Got some rust. Again, a win is a win. We'll take it. Definitely some concerns, but a lot of positives, too. The fact that you still got a win is huge. We'll finish up the postgame show coming up next. The Eagles take it 25-20 to over the New England Patriots. If you were following along with today's game, hopefully you got in on the action over at the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network, L-O-E, and all of America. That is FanDuel. If you've been following us, you've been following L-O-E-3 the last two years We've made you some money in 2021 and 2022. Well, if you followed me today, I cashed a plus 600 Jalen Carter anytime sack ticket, as well as Jalen Hurts to go over 20 attempts in this game, or 20 completions, rather. We cashed a lot here at LOE, and how can you cash next week? New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets 
guaranteed. And if you bet $5, you'll get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV to watch the next Eagles game after Thursday night football, that is. And now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. We're doing LOE3 each and every Friday. So follow along with us. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of LOE, the Locked On Podcast Network, and the NFL. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up the postgame show. The Eagles take it. They're 1-0 in 2023, a 25-20 win over the New England Patriots. It wasn't pretty on all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams, but they did pull out a victory. Their battle-tested talent overall did pull through. Uh, Gino, to wrap up the show, let's do this. If there's one, what was your biggest positive, the thing you got most excited for seeing today? Ooh, I like that. Uh, I think... The youth and athleticism is clear that they got guys that can yeah. win one-on-one matchups. And that's why at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you think back to 2018, even that 2020 game, it's like, oh, there are probably bigger questions that are underlying here to why mm-hmm. you aren't performing as well. Right now, I think it's just little self-inflicted things that you're going to learn. And we knew the defense is going to be ahead of an offense that's usually how it works in the nfl and sure a lot of those guys on offense didn't see the football field since the super bowl they're going to be a bit rusty brian johnson's got to get on the same page with Jalen hurts i think the one takeaway as i said is the personnel is there they got the horses yeah. that can run they got playmaker i mean Look at Sidney Brown, who didn't play much on defense, but it's clear that special teams play, mate. This guy's going to be a stud on defense. Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis. I mean, it's so clear that they have young core pieces that are going to take them into the future. I think for me, it was the defensive line. I think, again, one sack, when you look at it zoomed out, one sack against a Patriots offensive line that had three backups, pretty disappointing. There were Mm -hmm. times I think they did disappear. But there were a lot of times they started to get it going, and you look at how deep this team is. You look at the young guys stepping up, like you mentioned, Jordan Davis, mm-hmm. Jalen Carter. You look at the clutch plays of Josh Sweat and Fletcher Cox. You saw Hassan Riddick start to get it going later on. You saw Brandon Graham really set the tone with that hit on Mac Jones. I think it's only a matter of time before that dam breaks mm-hmm. and this team starts to get those sacks. So I think my thing was this defensive line still looks just as good as it did last year without Javon Hargrave, with some younger players having to step up in bigger roles. But I, I was very happy with that performance, despite the numbers. Mac Jones had 2.52 seconds to throw yeah. today, according to Next Gen Stats, Lou. If right. you think a quarterback that holds it for 2.7 to 3 seconds isn't going to get sacked in those situations, when you don't have as great of a mind in that building as Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien being on the same page, it's going to hit home, man. And, and that's a lot to my point as well. Like, it's clear that you're done with the days of bringing in guys like Malik Jackson to try and replace somebody on the interior, like Jalen Carter, Jordan, and Milton Williams, Lou. What a freaking game from that kid. He He's clearly maybe the second best guy on that defensive line on the interior. Right now. I, think like, I know Jalen and, Carter yeah. is great, but yeah. Milton is a freaking stud. He is going to just get better and better. And the reason you could keep Fletch on a pitch count is because of the youth and athleticism that they have I on agree. the defensive line. All right, Gino, last thing. The thing you're most concerned with that you saw today, at least from a long-term perspective, that you could see more of that really needs to be fixed. 
See, the thing is, like, I don't think any of them are going to be like, oh, it's going to take a year or two. Like, to you're prepare, not concerned right? about yeah. Jalen Hurts regressing, correct? No, I'm not concerned about that. I, I would just say when... Like, for me, group... I'd say the linebacker talent. I, okay, I think that's, that, fair. that's fair. That's the thing I'm legitimately concerned with that could continuously bite this team, but especially if Kobe Dean's hurt. Kind yeah, of prepared for that in, sure. to a degree, right? I, I think for me... If you don't have Dean, though, are you prepared for that? I, I, if Christian Ellis and Zach Cunningham have to play a lot, that's that's a problem. We get into existence. Let's hope Nicobe's yeah. okay. But for yeah. me, it's when do you get the grease off the floor in terms of the offense, right? Like when do you start just walking on a clear path and not slipping on a banana peel? Like they did that so many times. How many times today were you like, yeah, why aren't we throwing – Beyond the sticks here, like I think some of it's the past that we went through. Yards off, and we're I think not some of it is. I think it's what we dealt with in 2018 after Frank Reich left and John D. Filippo. You fair. were in such a rhythm last year with Shane Steichen that you are a little. Great you're point, like, Luke. oh no, here we go yep. again. I don't think Brian Johnson is Mike Grow and Press Taylor no. and those coaches, but I think that that you know trauma we went through, and you're like, oh no, here's a new play caller again. Is this not going to be the same with an, with your young quarterback? That is something I think you know, a lot of people just were thinking diagnosed about. my trauma. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm clearly, not, I'm clearly okay with it then because it's going to yeah. just move on because that's what yeah. happened in the past. I think that's a part of it. So hopefully, you know, this is a big four days for the Eagles to get mm-hmm. things right. They play the Minnesota Vikings, who even though they lost to Tampa Bay today, Gino, I think they're a better team than New England. They're extremely talented on both sides of the football. So the Eagles definitely have things to correct. The good news is, is even in a win or even in a game where you probably should have lost and a lot of things went wrong, self-inflicted, you still pulled out the W. So one and zero, that's a big start. The schedule is a lot tougher this year. You got to stack wins early on with these more favorable matchups, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So in that way, I'll take this W. If Jalen Hurts' floor is sixty-six percent completion percentage with yeah. positive six completion percentage over mm-hmm. expected and. Doesn't turn the ball over outside of that fumble. 170 and a touchdown, and then 37 rushing yards. Yeah, it's a pretty good If that's floor. the floor, count yeah. me in. I'm with you for sure. 25-20 final score. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter, at LockdownBirds, at DBASILOE, and at GC24 underscore football. Stock up, stock down returns tomorrow on the podcast. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. Once again, the Birds take it 25-20 to 20 over the Patriots, spoiling Tom Brady's day. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening, and let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.